from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome back to The Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews, and every time that I start one of these podcasts, uh, I blow out my eardrums because for some reason, I think when I'm podcasting with Doc, you know, I'm adjusting the audio in my headset so that I can hear uh, the mellifluous tones of one Doc Manson. And then when I'm recording myself, that intro music is, it like hurts my eardrums every single time. My goodness, no wonder I think I'm having trouble hearing. No wonder. I will probably need hearing aids at some point in time. My dad has them. My father-in-law has them. It's, it's, it's just inevitable. I uh, hope you are well. Hope those you love are doing well. Been a long time since I've done a solo show, and for that I mean a couple of weeks. Did a bunch of them all at once. Took a little break. And uh, I want to thank the robots because let's look at uh, our listens for the week here. I'm not going to tell you when it is. Uh, Let's see. One listen. Zero. Zero. Six. That must have been on a day when the recording episode dropped. Two. Fifty-one, which is amazing. Uh, And then 552. So I want to shout out and then uh, back to two. Uh, So I want to shout out all those bots. You really, you're really what's getting me going here, there, robots. I appreciate uh, them, and I appreciate you. Uh, we're in the cruiserweight-ish classic. I'm sipping my water. Got to have your water. I was at the store today and bought some buble, um, blueberry pomegranate water. Not nearly as good as the AHA. Should have spent the extra dollar. Trying to be financially, uh, fiscally responsible. Um, So it's been a while, so let me try to remember what in the world we did. We have these groups of four, um, and we're trying to determine, we're doing round-robin style. We've done a bunch. I have, I think, what, this would be eight pages, three, four, yeah, five, six, seven, eight, and then I got eight more pages uh, to go, I'm rolling dice. Do I have my dice with me? I have one. Hold on. Where the hell the other one? I bet they fell off the desk. Hold on. Yep, there they are. Yeah. All right. Grab those. Uh, except now that I'm thinking about it, you know, there are some of these that don't require dice. Uh, so looking back here. You know, this first, let's go all the way back to the very first matchup. Sami Zayn, Lenny Lane, El Desperado, David Finley. Sami Zayn is clearly number one. He should go 3-0. and And I don't think I'm going to fault him for that. Um, you know, looking around here at some of these, I don't recall there being a ton of, you know... Uh, Friend of the show, Brandon Banks, was disappointed Jushin Liger didn't get a win against Santos Escobar. Probably he's absolutely right. 
in that complaint, Liger should get the win. I'm okay with that because it's kind of close enough. Um, but looking at some of these other ones, you know, again, not seeing any. Should Davy Richards have beat Simon Dean? Probably, but I don't care enough. Uh, what I am going to say, I'm not going to go through eight pages because that's ridiculous. What I am going to say is going forward, if there is a clear number one, uh, I'm not going to, you know, I'll, I'd like to roll for these, but I'm not going to be precious about it. Um, if somebody's a clear number one favorite, uh, they should be able to stay that way and get into the next tournament where then, then it gets good. Because you got to remember, this is the opening round. We're trying to determine of these four who's one, two, three, four, and then those people will go. So it's in the latter half of the tournament where we get the cream of the crop, and you could wind up with a, you know, uh, Seth Rollins, Pac, Shibata, just flipping through naming names, and Eddie Guerrero. That's when you roll some dice. That's when, you know, let's just be silly about it because the names are so good. This is... You know, this is the easy part. Uh, anyways, I've got my stuff randomized and redacted and everything. We're good to go. Uh, let's find out who our first number one seed will be. It will be Christian. Uh, you know, uh, way more people like Christian than I do. Um, I remember The Brood. But I was, Gangrel was my favorite member of the brood, obviously. Uh, Edge, I thought, was always better than his brother. I remember him going to TNA, and it was kind of like, okay, well, he wasn't great in WWE. I guess he'll be great here, just because it's the, you know, the next rung down. Um, so I've never been a huge Christian fan. I'm watching him as part of the Un-Americans. He's, if I had to rank the four un-Americans, uh, and I, I think I tweeted about this in like an eight-man tag recently for Unforgiven 2002, something around there. Regal's obviously number one. Last Storm is a close number two. Then there's a large gap. Then it's Christian. Then there's a large gap. And then it's Test. Uh, so I'm not as high as Christian as other people, uh, but he will be going up against Xavier. Not Xavier Woods. This is Xavier from Ring of Honor. If you watch those early years of Ring of Honor, you know who Xavier is. He's pretty talented. I enjoyed him. Um, let's get the bracket done, and then we'll go through and decide on our winners and losers and such. Uh, the number eight seed is Swerve Strickland. You know I love me some Swerve. And our number nine seed is Jimmy Havoc. Now, to me, this is, this is where the question's going to come in. To me, Swerve is the best of this group. Without question, he's the best of this group. Um, he'd be the one. Now, when it comes time for Swerve to wrestle Christian, I will roll. Because they're on even enough of a playing field. I do want to take my personal thing against, you know, is Christian the better cruiserweight? Maybe he's held more cruiserweight titles. He's had the more successful career. Sure, but I like me some Swerve Strickland. Uh, Christian will win here. I'm trying to remember the format of how I did this. Christian one, Xavier zero, Swerve one, Havoc zero. Uh, I did think to myself, self, 
you could have made this a whole lot easier on yourself and saved the episodes and just ranked them. Like, just gone through and went one, two, three, four, and saved yourself the trouble. This is going to take a long time, but, you know, things take a long time. Uh, next up, I skip one, two, three, four, six lines. Our number four seed is MJF, the currently absent MJF. How MJF and Sasha Banks haven't had a picture taken together, I don't know. It would break the internet for them to be at some event together and get a picture would be amazing, and I don't know why they haven't done it. Uh, MJF taking on our 13 seed, Ace Austin. He's another person that, honestly, I don't quite get. I've seen him a couple of times on Impact. He's not bad, but he's not great, and I kind of don't get it. But I think that's... um, an issue of me not having watched enough. I don't think it's his fault, obviously. I think it's I haven't watched enough. But that would be a fun matchup, MJF versus NJ... No, MJF versus Ace Austin. Our number five seed is Jack Evans from uh, Lucha Underground. I think he may have done early AEW. And then our number 12 seed is Lee Moriarty. Now, this is a case where, yes, MJF is the clearly the number one of this group, but for me personally, eh, about all of this, uh, yes, MJF will beat Austin. Yes, Evans, I think, will beat Moriarty. Moriarty is the one who comes to the ring with like a black tiger sort of mask, but then takes it off immediately upon his entrance. Like He doesn't even get to the ring with the mask on, which to me, I don't get. It's like when Sasha wears her sunglasses and then throws them away immediately. I'm talking about Sasha Banks way too much on this podcast. Uh, All right. That's done. Yes, it is. Our number six seed is Buddy Matthews. Oh, here we go. Now, obviously, we talked about the Buddy Matthews. I think there's a rule because if Buddy Matthews is a cruiserweight, all sorts. Bret Hart technically is a cruiserweight if Buddy Matthews is one. Um, the buffest cruiserweight I've ever seen. He is taking on our number 11 seed, John Silver. A lot of Lucha Underground representation in this bracket. You got Christian, you got Swerve now, you've got MJF, um, Moriarty, Evans was part of it, Muddy Matthews and Silver. Most of this group actually is a uh, is, uh, AEW group. Uh, so, you've got did I say Lucha Underground or Buddy Matt? Did I say? You can tell a couple of things. Number one, you can tell it's been a while since I've podcasted. And of course, I didn't do any prep beforehand. I just made sure I had the notebook and pressed record and blew out my eardrums. And also, you can tell it's summer and I don't talk to a lot of people because I can't make words good right now. Um, it's an AEW. If I said Lucha Underground earlier, I apologize. It's an AEW rich bracket buddy matthews versus john silver which would be a great match i like john silver Uh, our number three seed is andrade this is why we roll because i'm gonna have to roll for buddy and andrade because they're too good and this is also part of the issue where one of them is gonna have to be second place and those two guys to me are clear number one seeds and Andrade's opponent is Tony Mama Luke. I'd watch that match as well. I like me some Mama Luke. But once again, 
uh, this is, you know, we can do these matchups in our opening round. Buddy beats John Silver. Andrade beats Tony Mamaluke. Yeah. It was a good bracket. It was a very good bracket. And again, very uh, AEW strong. At some point, I will have to go through and see, is there a group that has maybe not a clear number one seed? I think it's a sign that's just there's a lot of really good cruiserweights. Because um, I'm looking at it. You know, I guess this Simon Dean, Davey Richards, Drago, Chad Gable. Do I think Chad Gable is a number one seed? Yes. Is he actually in this group a number one seed? No. Or should he be in that winner's group? Probably not. Uh, so I may at some point, in between halves, of course, uh, have to do some sort of restitution, reclamation, whatever we call it, uh, and maybe switch some people around. But that's, was, that's for later. We have another bracket to fix and figure out. Our number two seed continuing uh, with our AEW group, Adam Cole, Bay Bay. I got Adam Cole and Buddy Matthews on the same page. Lucky me. Love them both. Adam Cole taking on our number 10 seed, David Flair. Technically a cruiserweight. Better than I thought. That character worked very well considering he was the son of Ric Flair. Now, granted, Charlotte has done amazing being the daughter of Ric Flair. David, I think, had a much harder road. Um, and how shall I put this kindly? Uh, does not appear to be the same level of athlete as his sister. Uh, but David Flair was good. He's not going to be Adam Cole, of course, but he was good. He was okay for being a Flair. Uh, our number seven seed is Dax Harwood. Cut himself a very nice promo recently. Uh, one half of FTR, of course. Cut himself a very nice promo against, or just about the upcoming Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Again, I'm telling you about when I'm recording this. And then our 15 seed, Carmelo Hayes. That's a good group. And again, a lot of AEW representation. And for the first time, uh, we will roll. Adam Cole's going to win that group three to nothing. I'm not going to, you know, we won't. I did say, I said at one point, you're going to have to roll for every, everybody's going to have to roll in at least one match. I'm, I'm disagreeing with that now. Uh, in certain cases, it won't be. But I am going to roll for Dax Harwood versus Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes, great athlete, can't talk to save his life. Um, Dax Harwood, great talker and great worker, you know. So let's roll for both of those. Dax Harwood, we got two dice here. Dax Harwood gets a 23. Carmelo Hayes gets a three. Rough roll for Mr. Hayes. Dax wins. All right, that page is done. A lot of great cruiserweights here in the AEW uh, bracket. And for this one, of course, we will move uh, the other way, starting with our 15 seed. It should be 15 versus 2. I don't think it's ever really been an issue, because, again, they're all going to wrestle each other. But it should be 2 versus 15 and 7 versus 10. If this was a proper March Madness bracket, and I think when I was getting to this point and having to move all the columns over, I just got tired and did whichever ones came first. Our number 15 seed, Prince 
Iakea. Uh, let's let's be real. Let's call him the artist, formerly known as Prince Iakea, because that was a much better gimmick. Uh, Prince Iakea taking on Petey Williams. Petey Williams is a seven seed and should be higher. He's real good. Uh, Mr. Canadian Destroyer himself, P.D. Williams. And then our number 10 seed is Grand Metallic, another wrestler I kind of don't get, having watched him as part of Lucha House Party. He was clearly not as good as Kalisto or the mascot of DDT Wrestling, one Lince Dorado. Our number two seed, Matt Seidel. No clear uh, favorite here, because I would... I would venture a guess that P.D. Williams is as good as Matt Seidel. Uh, that would be my opinion. Uh, P.D. will beat Iakea. Seidel will beat Metallic. We'll probably roll for uh, Seidel and P.D. Williams. They're about on the same level. So that's 1-1 one, one for P.D. and Seidel after the first round. Our number 14 seed, Hector Guerrero. If you haven't seen Hector Guerrero or Lasertron or any of his other many gimmicks, he was a pretty good pro wrestler, pretty enjoyable wrestler. Uh, not to the level of Eddie, probably not to the level of Chavo Jr., but I suppose it depends on your preference. But excellent Guerrero. Our number three seed, Adam Page, again, AEW, uh, well-represented, former AEW champion in a reign we will utterly forget about, Hangman Adam Page. Our number 11 seed, oh, again with AEW, though technically he's a Ring of Honor champion, I love this kid, Wheeler Yuta. I remember watching him in MLW and being like, he's got something, and other people clearly agree. Our number 6 seed, Kidman. Ooh. Rough. Rough matchup for Wheeler Yuta because three, four, five years down the road, they're probably on an even playing field. Right now, no. Right now, I'm sorry to say uh, Wheeler Yuta is not at the level of Kidman. Kidman, I would say, is one of the. Oh. How deep. He's easily in the top 50 cruiserweights of all time. You probably could go top 40. I might put him in the top third. Like, he's good. He's real, real good. Uh, so Kidman's going to beat Yuta. Page beats Guerrero. Uh, great matchups there, actually. That would be a lot of fun to watch. Our number 12 seed is Matt Taven. Adding another to the I don't get it list. Maybe it's just these people have punchable faces. Matt Taven has a punchable face. Ace Austin has a punchable face. Actually, when I see them, when I picture them both in my head, they look almost identical. Um, they're very similar in look for me. Uh, Matt Taven taking on our number five seed. Oh, he's a big, strong boy. Tyler Bate. Um, I think I can say this now based on when this will be released. Sure. Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. I believe the current NXT UK champion, uh, thanks to an Ilya Dragunov injury, Tyler Bate, good for him. Um, 
that's exactly what you do. You put the title on. You could have put it on Trent Seven, truthfully. You could have put it on Trent Seven, and it's possible that at that Cardiff, I almost said Carthage, which is ancient history, at that Cardiff pay-per-view, if they could put Bait versus Seven on, Tyler might let his mentor win. Trent Seven might win the NXT UK title at that big pay-per-view. Maybe that's what they're doing. But either way, Tyler Bait, love him. Our number 13 seed. Oh, we're heading into uh, the NXT UK now. Flash Morgan Webster. Uh, Glenn Abbott's son. He's He won't admit it, but I swear it's true. Glenn Abbott's kid, Flash Morgan Webster, taking on the number four seed, The Hurricane. I just watched The Hurricane win the tag team titles with Kane. Hurricane. Uh, Kane was so excited he decided to celebrate by kissing Terry Reynolds. Wrestling is weird. Um, mm. Hurricane also on that list of probably top... 50 cruiserweights could you put Tyler Bate in there he's not technically a cruiserweight at least he doesn't wrestle in a cruiserweight division but Bate's gonna beat Taven and I'm sorry Glenn my friend but I'm putting the hurricane over on your kid Uh, Bate and Hurricane we'll probably roll for that one too we'll probably will I like Bate more He's, he uses a tiger driver as a finisher, for goodness sake. But, uh, but all right. So, Bait and Hurricane wins. We got some good names here. Let's see what our... Let's head towards our number one seed. Our number nine seed. The Outrageous. The... I don't know what it is. Ricky Starks. Whatever his uh, name is. Did I mess this up? I may have messed this up. Nope, you know what? We're not going to worry about it. I'm realizing off the draw lines. Anyways, 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 anyways. Ricky Starks, our number nine seed, taking on our number eight seed, Joey Mercury, a.k.a. Joey Matthews. No relation. Um, Joey Mercury was good. Not Ricky Starks level good, but he was good. J&J Security is the highlight. Although he was part of Eminem. I missed all of Eminem. Um, wasn't watching wrestling regularly during their thing. Um, so to me, Joey Mercury peaked with J&J Security. Probably peaked with Eminem. Our number 16 seed. Oh, I love this guy. El Dandy. Great luchador. El Dandy. And our number one seed. Ooh. You gotta consider him. He might be in the top 10 cruiserweights of all time. Maybe. Kind of in terms of he whether or not he won a lightweight title, he's a skinny guy who had a great career. Just wish he'd get his head on straight, alcohol wise. Jeff Hardy, clearly the number one uh, group or the number one seed of these four. Uh, Hardy versus El Dandy, that would be a dandy of a match. Ha ha ha, ha ha ha. Can I tell you I love the Battle of the Brands is back, and I love that uh, Xavier Woods is losing because he's much more entertaining when he's mad. Uh, all right. Two pages done, and I said before, and I stick with it, uh, we are going to uh, go until we get such a good matchup, we have to stop because it can't get better than that. And as much as I enjoy 
uh, the idea of a Jeff Hardy versus El Dandy matchup. That's not exactly what we're looking for. Maybe we'll find it with our number one seed for this next page, Kofi Kingston. Again, not quite a cruiserweight, but he falls under the Buddy Matthews rule. Taking on the number 16 seed, Leon Ruff. That would be a tremendous match. Kofi Kingston versus Leon Ruff would be great. Love to see it. Our number eight seed, oh, he's now Ludwig Kaiser, but to me, he's always going to be Marcel Bartel, because it rhymes. And Marcel Bartel taking on our number nine seed, Corey Graves. Interesting matchups here. Uh, Kofi beats Ruff for sure. I didn't watch a lot of Corey Graves as a wrestler. But the part I did, he is, he is my kind of cruiserweight. Um, not quite Dean Malenko, but much more of a submission grappler than a high flyer. Is he as good as Bartel? No. Bartel is in many ways... Um, no, I won't go that far. Uh, he is... Hold on. I'm just realizing I'm supposed to write a name down. Uh, sorry, talk amongst yourselves. And then, I don't know about this guy either. I'm writing two names in case we come up with somebody who qualifies for either the bad guy rule or the dink rule or the let's not put him in this tournament rule. I don't think we found that yet, but there's a couple of names. One was mentioned to me by a loyal listener, and the other one I found out myself. Marcel Bartel made me think of it. Uh, Marcel Bartel, I watch him and I think of Lord Stephen Regal which is the highest compliment, so he beats Corey Graves. Our number four seed, Pete Butch Dunn. I'm telling you, that gimmick is over. I don't know if it's still, I'm assuming it's still happening, but trust me, Pete Dunn is going to do just fine. Uh, Pete Dunn taking on our number 13 seed, great matchup. Kaz Hayashi, leader of the Young Dragons. Uh, not going to beat Pete Dunn, but that would be a heck of a fight. Our number five seed, Homicide. Um, not your typical cruiserweight, but technically qualifies, only 5'10". Uh, probably qualified more in his early days than his later days, which, you know, I was... Technically, I wrestled at 215. I would qualify for the cruiserweight rule, even though I'm, you know, more than that now. Let's just say that. I'm more than that now. Um, he technically qualifies. Does he fall? I don't think he qualifies for the bad guy rule. I'm looking. Gang member, but no. 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 Okay. Uh, as far as I can tell, based on his Wikipedia page, he does not qualify for the bad guy rule, despite the name Homicide. Who is Homicide taking on? Our number 12 seed, Epico. Great matchup of two, um, I believe, Latin American, maybe even both Puerto Rican stars. That's good. Epico was real good. Both of those guys, both those colognes, you know, they would not have stuck around in gimmick after gimmick after gimmick and matadors and shining stars had they not been real talented. Both of those guys are real talented. Uh, Dunn's going to beat 
Kaz Hayashi, of course. But I'll roll for uh, Homicide and Epica. What did I roll for before? I'm supposed to make a note. Was it Dax versus Carmelo? That's what it was. Let's roll for Homicide and Epico. Homicide, 23. Same score that Dax Harwood got. Epico, 11. So, Homicide's going to pick up the win over Epico Calone. Our number six seed, Stevie Richards. Let's talk about how Steven Richards... I'm even going to write it as Steven. Steven Richards, just yesterday... Uh, made my world. I'll tell, I've told this story before, I've tweeted about it, but I'm going to tell this story again. When I was young, and was a huge, 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 huge wrestling fan, obviously, I had thought of a move that I figured had to, somebody had to have already thought about it, but I thought it was the greatest move ever. And it is a full Nelson, but you have the person in the position for a camel clutch. So they're on their stomach on the mat. You pick them up like you're going for the camel clutch, but instead of putting their arms over your knees as you squat down, you go under for the full Nelson. So you're bending them backwards while putting them in the full Nelson. So you're putting forward pressure on the neck, backwards pressure on their back. I tried it on uh, a cousin for sure. I don't believe he enjoyed it. Um, that cousin is someone I interact with on Twitter from time to time. He is a very, very private person, strictly keeping to his anonymity, so I will not reveal him. But uh, he is someone on Twitter who I follow and sometimes retweet uh, his stuff. I apologize to you for putting that move on. And then I had heard about the sugar hold. Dusty Rhodes talks about it during Larry Zbysko's match with Eric Bischoff. He talks about the sugar hold. And I knew it was a ground full Nelson, and I assumed that's what it was. Turns out I think the sugar hold is a full Nelson while the guy's sitting on the ground. So you're kind of bent over them like that. That's the sugar hold. But a full Nelson camel clutch is a move. I was watching some YouTube video of... You know, as I called finisher mania, somebody, I don't remember their name, but somebody had that move. They didn't put it on very well, but they had it. And I knew that Stevie Richards had done it because I had seen a picture of it either in a PWI magazine or somewhere. I had seen Stevie Richards doing the full Nelson Camel Clutch. He's wrestling Randy Orton on Raw. Orton has moved over to Raw, the same show where the Hurricane moves over and wins the tag titles. Randy Orton's moved over. He's obviously getting set up to join Evolution. That's the only reason you need him on Raw. And Steven Richards, during that match, puts Randy Orton in the full Nelson Camel Clutch, the first time I'd ever seen it in an actual wrestling match. And it was, it was a beautiful, beautiful thing, as evidenced by the fact that I just spent three minutes or so talking about it. But thank you, Steven Richards. Uh, you're much, you have much more appeal in my book than you ever did before. Uh, you are taking on the number 11 seed, Angel Garza. I love me some Angel Garza. I should be watching SmackDown to see what Los Lotharios are doing because I think I'd really like it. They never, they're never they not making it onto a pay-per-view because tag team wrestling in the WWE doesn't mean anything and should be just discontinued, at least in terms of a title. But anyways, uh, that will be a matchup we'll have to roll for. Although I would have given it to Angel 
except for the fact that Stephen did the full Nelson Camel Clutch, and for that, he at least gets a fighting chance. Our number three seed is Shingo, one of those Japanese wrestlers who doesn't look like he's a cruiserweight, but technically is. And he's taking on the number 14 seed, uh, another Japanese wrestler, uh, but wrestling for um, NXT, Eichmann Hero. Jiro. The guy with the jacket. I don't like the guy with the jacket. I don't. I don't like the guy with the jacket. I think he's dumb. Um, Shingo's going to win that easily. Uh, I'm tempted to replace him, except that's already a good bracket, and both of these guys, the, both of the names that are ready to be replaced need, you know, need a good chance of winning or at least coming in highly rated. But let's roll for Steven and Angel Garza. Steven Richards of the full Nelson Camel Clutch gets a 24. If he had rolled a 40, it would have been meant to be. 24, Angel Garza, a 14. So Stevie Richards gets himself with that full Nelson Camel Clutch I love so much, gets himself a victory in our bracket. Our number two seed is uh, somebody who absolutely should not be a two seed, according to me. He should be much lower. I don't get the the woo-woo, you know it. I don't get the hype bros. I don't get whatever Matt Cardona is doing. It was nice that he got a WrestleMania moment and won the Intercontinental title. That was a good sort of lifetime achievement award. You've been a mid-carder for long enough, have him. I don't care for Zack Ryder. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, uh, he's going up against a 10 seed. This could be an upset in terms of the bracketing because there's a lot of people I would pick over Zack Ryder. Our number 10 seed is Kid Cash. Uh, Kid Cash is one of those people. I'll roll for him. I'll give Zack Ryder a fighting chance. But Kid Cash is real good. Zack Ryder is, is a solid hand. He's slightly above the Horner line to break out that old chestnut. Our number seven seed is Mustafa Ali, another fantastic cruiserweight, somebody who should get an Intercontinental title win at a big pay-per-view is sort of a, hey, nice job being awesome. And the number 15 seed, Caprice Coleman uh, of Ring of Honor. Uh, Ali's going to win that one easily. Let's roll for Ryder and Kid Cash. Zack Ryder gets a 26. I'll give him that. Not going to cheat. He gets a 26. Kid Cash can win, but it's going to be tricky. Oh, my goodness. Not only did he win, he won handily uh, with the best score, at least for today, a 37. Legit. I'm not taking pictures to prove it, but I promise you that's actually what happened. Uh, Kid Cash defeats Zack Ryder. Is that big enough to call it? Let's make a longer episode. Let's make a longer episode. We know these things are going to take a while. Let's make a slightly longer episode this time, because if we get four pages done, then the next time we can do four pages, and then we're done with at least the first matchups of the first round. All right. Our number 15 seed is Grayson Waller. Um, I haven't watched enough NXT to 
you know, I catch up on NXT by listening to the Piece of Business podcast. Piece of Business podcast is on hiatus. Uh, Jeremy is a busy man. He abandoned us without a word, and I'm honestly hurt about it. If you want to know my true feelings, uh, would have taken 30 seconds to send a message to the inner circle and say, hey, by the way, taking a little bit of a break, taking a couple of weeks, not really in love with wrestling right now, got a lot going on in my personal life, got a lot going on in the job. You know, I'll see you on the other side. We spent a week, Glenn and I, not hearing from him, not knowing if he was okay. Uh, I'm honestly like trying to figure out, could I get his cell phone number? Could I text him just to make sure he's not dead on the side of the road someplace? Uh, when you're a friend of DC Matthews, he will go out of his way for you. And uh, that's a double-edged sword. Because uh, Jeremy, you know, he's still a bestie. I still love him dearly. But kind of, kind of, kind of peeved. If I'm, if I'm being 100% honest, kind of peeved, uh, especially since that's how I got my NXT updates. So I'm not super high on Grayson Waller. He's taking on our number seven seed, Sanjay Dutt, the man with the sprinkler. I like Sanjay Dutt. We'll roll for that one there. Are, you know, Sanjay had, this is the thing. So Sanjay had a very long NXT, or no, not NXT, TNA career. Um, you know, very successful, was in a lot of things, won some titles, I'm sure. Um, Grayson Waller is brand new, has been around for less than a year. In my head, they're on the same page just because I think NXT is new and fresh and, you know, it's on Peacock and, you know, lots of people are watching it. Dutt should probably just win outright, but, uh, you know, I might roll for it. Uh, we'll have to see. Our number 10 seed is Dalton Castle. Again, he falls under the Buddy Matthews rule, but despite being technically a cruiserweight, doesn't wrestle like one. Big, strong boy, much like Tyler Bate. That'd be a great matchup. And our number two seed, Will Ospreay. I don't like Will Ospreay. I don't like him at all. I think he's out of stupid face. And I think... He, yeah, accused of blacklisting Pollyanna, former wrestler, after she made allegations. Yep, 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 yep. That's enough for me. That's all I needed. Brandon Banks, you're going to get your wish because I'm pretty sure this man is not technically listed as a cruiserweight. Uh, Will Ospreay is out. Kevin Von Erich is in. Brandon Banks says he's technically a cruiserweight. I'll agree with Brandon Banks. Uh, Kevin Von Erich is going to take... Uh, the place of Will Ospreay and wrestled Dal Dalton Castle, which would be an amazing match. Kevin Von Erich wrestled without shoes on. Uh, Dalton Castle has boys who don't have shoes on. It's a perfect fit. Let's roll for both of them. Let's be crazy and roll for both. Uh, Grayson Waller, 25. Sanjay Dutt, 30. Dutt gets the win, as he probably should. And then... No, you know what? We won't roll for this uh, because we're doing this nice thing for Banks. Kevin Von Erich's just going to beat Dalton Castle outright. All right, Banks? I may have scared you a little bit, but there you go. All right, let's push forward onwards and upwards. Dalton Castle versus Kevin Von Erich. I almost considered just stopping there. But let's keep going. Let's get this page done. 
let's get this first part of the first round over with here. Our number 14 seed is Crowbar. We had David Flair. Now we have his partner, Crowbar, a.k.a. Devin Storm. Great wrestler. Uh, very good at the flying through things. Taking on our number three seed, Johnny Gargano. Uh, was part of the Cruiserweight Classic. Kudos to NXT for not having him be just a cruiserweight. He clearly was more than that. Great storyteller. And you know what I like about Johnny Gargano? Not in a rush to show up in wrestling. Like, he's got a kid. He's probably got enough money right now. He's taking his time. Whether or not he goes back to NXT, doubtful. Although Triple H today, to give you an uh, actual sense of where we are in time and space, Triple H today was... Uh, resumes his position as head of talent development or whatever. Uh, so maybe, maybe. Um, but, you know, could go back to WWE, could show up in AEW at any point, could go to Impact, could go to Japan. But I like that he's taking his time and not rushing. I actually have a lot of respect for that. Our number 11 seed, there he is, the mascot. The mascot of DDT Wrestling, Lince Dorado, a number 11 seed, taking on a number 6 seed, Bobby Fish. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. Gargano and Fish. One part of, you know. I, we don't need to roll for any of these. Gargano beats Crowbar, and I love Lince Dorado, but Bobby Fish is real good. And, again, much like his partner Kyle O'Reilly, um, one of those submission-based kind of striker, grappler types of cruiserweights that I just love dearly. Our number 12 seed, heading over to AEW, Brian Pillman Jr. Recently tweeting out or something that he better be in the next... Sorry, I was moving something and rolled my dice, and I know you can hear it. Um, better be in the Owen Hart tournament next year. I don't know what we're doing with the... Apparently, the Owen Hart tournament doesn't mean anything. Now, granted, Adam Cole's hurt and Britt Baker's doing whatever Britt Baker's doing. But uh doesn't seem to mean anything. doesn't give you a title shot. Doesn't, you, just, you just win the tournament, I guess. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. taking on our number five seed, Nick Jackson of Generation Me. Another AEW versus AEW matchup there. Our number 13 seed is Mansoir, Mansouri. I don't know how uh, Max Dupree is. Was that what drove Jeremy out? Jeremy, if you're out, I was, I almost took it out. I almost took, if you had told us I'm leaving Twitter until Max Dupree becomes either LA Knight or Eli Drake again, I would have understood. But if that's what you're upset about, you got it. You need friends at a time like this. Um, Mansoor, part of his new thing with Masse, I think it's hilarious. Mansoor taking on our number four seed, uh, Takahashi. Uh, there are two Takahashis in New Japan. This is one that's not a Tokyo pimp. This is the one with Daryl the cat. Um, do I like Nick Jackson? No. I don't don't like either of the young bucks if I'm being honest uh, will Brandon yell at me if I give 
uh, Brian Pillman at least a fighter's chance by rolling dice against Nick Jackson, probably. But you got Kevin Von Erich, so we're doing it anyways. We're doing it anyways. Brian Pillman Jr., 29. Nick Jackson, 13. Brian Pillman with the upset over Nick Jackson, getting the victory. Obviously, Takahashi, one of the great... Um, New Japan Cruiserweights will pick up that win. We're back down to our last four. Thanks for sticking with us for almost 45 minutes now. Our number nine seed. Oh, you loved him in TNA, didn't you? Shark Boy. And it was just Shark Week, too. Maybe it still is Shark Week. I don't know. Either we're a week late or we're right on time. Shark Boy taking on the other half of uh, FTR Cash Wheeler. And then our number 16 seed is Blitzkrieg. If you missed Blitzkrieg, you missed a great cruiserweight. The, the, the reason he's only a 16 seed is because he was there for like six months in WCW, and then he was gone. But those six months were great for Blitzkrieg. Taking on our number one seed. Oh, it was meant to be, friends. It was meant to be. Because, let me tell you why. Uh, so Blitzkrieg wears a mask kind of dressed, almost dresses like a little bit like Ultimo Dragon. And then he disappears. Except a year or two later, um, this, this Ring of Honor company shows up, and then we get the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Although he was just American Dragon at first. And there was a part of me that wondered, or maybe I'm just conspiracy theorizing in hindsight, was Blitzkrieg secretly... Brian Danielson. And he just took the mask off, and it's, you know, and he'll tell us on his deathbed that that was him. Now, of course, that's not the case. We know who Blitzkrieg was. I think he got injured or something, and that was pretty much the end of his career. But the matchup is Blitzkrieg versus Brian Danielson. Um, we will roll for Shark Boy versus Cash Wheeler because I really like Shark Boy, and he stuck around for a long, long time. He made that Shark Boy gimmick thing work. Shark Boy gets a 10. Cash Wheeler gets a 21. So Cash wins, as he probably should. And as much as I love Blitzkrieg, and I do, uh, you don't beat arguably. I think he, Brian Danielson was the first cruiserweight I wrote down because he's that highly rated on cage match. Uh, but that would be a banger of a matchup to end our episode in Blitzkrieg versus Brian Danielson. We are 12 pages in, having done our first rounds. Uh, the, once we get into it, we won't have to look at names and things. It'll go much faster. Uh, which means uh, we have only four more to go. That'll be the next episode. And then we'll see where we go from there. Thank you for joining us, Jeremy. I love you. Come back to us, Jeremy. We can move to Discord. We'll move wherever we need to move. You don't have to watch wrestling. You don't have to interact on Twitter. We just miss you as personal friends. You know, this goes beyond just wrestling podcast associates and things. You are a friend of ours, and we miss you, and we want to celebrate your joys with you. So come back to us, man. <laughs> come back to us. <laughs> My name is DC Matthews. <laughs> at, at, at the DC Matthews. 
I don't know what to do. I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking. God. Oh, man, you missed Eddie Gilbert versus the Iron Sheik, bro. It was a good match. Should have watched it with me.